This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Joe Meisch, with CEO of templemassager.com. Uh, today, I wanted to share a little bit about his story, uh, where he got started off with the Army as an engineer and transitioning into a medical device that does a lot of work for stress relief, which if you run your own business, you probably know that sometimes you get a little bit overwhelmed and any way that you can use to do a reset of your sympathetic nervous system is a fantastic thing. So Joe, I appreciate you jumping on, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate having me. So for better, or for worse, we didn't record the last 20 minutes of uh, fun that we had. Um, but I like to get a little bit more of the backstory. Uh, we'd connected on, I forget if it was LinkedIn or Facebook, uh, thought the device was pretty neat. And we'd had initial conversations about prototyping and then getting distribution set up, trying to do some of the work in this particular space to get it in front of veterans and first responders to help them to be able to rapidly do a reset and de-stress their systems. So before we talk a little bit about that, tell me a little bit more about where you got started, how this all came about. We like I know now, like the stories you talked about between baseball, comedy, all these other things. Like you've had some experiences outside of just um, you know setting stuff up and blowing it up. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. Making small things out of big things fast, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, end of my career uh, as a combat engineer. Um, uh, ended it up in a uh, Army National Guard unit, and uh, say what you will about the guard, this unit was one of the top ones, and uh, so I was proud to be there. And I was going to Sonoma State University and working, and man, I was just stressed. And uh, I started getting a lot of headaches, a lot of migraines, uh, tension headaches. So I walk around going like this, some iteration of trying to relax my facial musculature. Cause I yeah. clench really bad, you know, and, and it's always tight right here. So I'm digging under my cheek muscle and I just, uh, one day there was one, uh, catalyst moment. You might say that, uh, I st started to get a migraine and I was coming back from an Allman brothers concert and it was night and the online oncoming headlights were killing my eyes. I was the designated mm -hmm. driver. So I got four drunks in the car. Right. And so I'm, rolling the lights i'm kind of driving like this and i'm really feeling it right here so i took my sunglasses off i don't have a pair on me right now but i held them right here and i'm driving the car and i'm, I'm getting this massaging right here and i said to myself i'm it feels good i feel relief i'm gonna buy temple massager tomorrow and the answer yeah. is no you're not because it didn't exist so that was kind of the impetus of that that spark moment you know and then uh, just through time, through patent searches, I kept discovering that it didn't exist. And I was really kind of amazed. And so that was the actual impetus beginning of the journey uh, of how and why I came up with it. Because I just know, like many, many millions of people, this feels good. You know, whenever we're tired, stressed, pissed off, frustrated, wore out, you end up putting your hands up here to some degree to relax this stuff and that's your masseter muscle sorry your masseter and your temporalis and they hold a lot of stress which is why i was having headaches so that was kind of the very beginning of how it happened and came about 
Yeah. So and you you have that uh, device. I think just off camera, we were looking at it. It. Uh, I know go. you said that it has a couple funny um, nicknames people will give it, but so <laughs> since since we do have the video, show why don't you show like where it actually engages? Because okay, so basically, if you can see the arms are opening and closing, I'm kind of cycling it. So this is a turnbuckle to adjust the pressure mm -hmm. because this musculature can get so tight and sore and not feeling good that it will hurt to touch it. Yeah. And so I made it adjustable because you might want to start with a light setting. Like that's fairly light. And I'm just moving across my, my uh, temporalis. You go all the way up to the top, your cranium up here, go right by your eyes and you're just manually moving it around. feels really good. Uh, messed up my hand, fancy hairdo, but you know, basically it is a massage tool that relieves you of holding up the lower neck, your entire clavicle, shoulder muscle assembly, your, your humerus, your forearm. If this is all engaged, that's like a third of your body weight. You know, that's a huge amount of musculature engagement that this can relieve and put the work on the turnbuckle right here. So it's a tool of efficiency in the sense I don't have to hold up my shoulders and arms. It's like being a lazy caveman army grunt. I needed a fork stick instead of me holding up my arms and shoulders. The most simplistic way I can put it. And go ahead. No, it's just interesting for me because I have a friend I grew up with that always high stress and would get migraines, would get locked jaw, like, and they're trying to do these medical things and take a medication for this, which like, no, your problem is you're not dealing with your, your stuff. Like, yeah. and always like, cause that it all transfers up to there. And I know when my shoulders and back from uh, the fall I took in Iraq, it comes up, it radiates and it terminates right there. And you know, they're like, all right, well take a pill, take a pill. Well, uh, I'd like to actually fix the problem, please and thank you. Um, you know, not saying the VA doesn't always get the job done, but yeah. like there's an understanding, like the device, you know, it seems you know relatively uh simple, but it, it's it's ridiculously really targeted. Yeah. So um you're absolutely right. You know, the, our facial musculature, the back of the neck, it holds stress. And if you don't deal with it, me, I'll get a little aura in my left eye. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm right about to get a migraine. Everything mm -hmm. stops. Your work stops. Words disappear. Letters disappear out of words. And suddenly I'm, I'm here doing this. And so now um, if I feel like I was at a health and wellness fair the other day. And um, a woman comes up to the table in our booth and is like, oh, this is amazing. I want to try it. Okay, cool. Here's a chair. Sit down. And here's how you use it. And I show her like I just showed you really going across the totality of my temporalis right around the eye. She sits down. I'm kind of leaving her alone. I'm dealing with other people, explaining the product, showing it. And out of the corner, I hear her go, oh, 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 yeah, right there, right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm kind of like. I've actually experienced this before, you know, it's kind of silly, but what she did was, and she barks out, she's like, oh, it's right there, right above my ear. There's a sore spot. I found it. Oh yeah. You can actually find little sore spots that you don't feel or acknowledge or know that are building up tension. And so I told her, I'm going to just probe around with the thing and find it. And she did. 
and yeah. she's like working it, man. Her head's down. She gets up. She's like, I'm buying two of these things right now. Yeah. And so for her, you know, she said, I, I get migraines all the time. And then uh, I said, you know, if, if you get a full-blown migraine and you're in the agonizing pain, temple massage is probably not going to help you too much. It might even irritate preventative. you. It's about preventativeness. So if you can all inter interrupt that whole process of getting the migraine, and it comes right down to relieving the muscle tension out of your face because this is what we experience life with uh, 90% of it. The rest of it's our skin and the rest of our body, right? So um, you're absolutely right. And, and, and it is about getting that facial muscle tension relieved. And so her story is just one of many that I've, I've heard over the years of donating. Uh, we've donated over 5,000 uh, of these devices. It might've been a different iteration of it. This is version three. And so, you know, I'm constantly trying to make it better, think about how to improve it. And so, but people find little sore spots they didn't know they had typically around the temporalis. And some people go behind the ear. It's not really designed for behind the ear, but people will hit behind the ear and get relief out of that. So, um, yeah, it reminds me one of the things that the VA had tried to do. Um, they messed up, actually hit a nerve and put me down for a couple of days, but doing trigger point relief yeah. and either with Novocaine, Botox, things of that nature. But it, it's to the same point. What you're trying to do is relieve the tension point and reset the system so that the energy flows more naturally. I'm not talking chakras here, but you know, everything, all the muscles that like, it's all a system Think you know, electricity, it conducts through. So you're trying to make sure everything can flow through properly. Yeah. And, and I, I'd like to make a point. Yeah. Uh, so listen, I invented it for my muscle tension and getting into the uh, reset. Like you talked about, I just want to elaborate on that a little bit. This is part of the raw discovery. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I start donating to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, and they end up putting him in behavioral health chaplain's office and resiliency clinic, which I was blown away. I'm like, okay, this is huge. Uh, we donated to Bethesda. I've donated to NICO. Special operators, different places have gotten them. Anybody and everybody in the military is at, at one level or another has gotten them. So um, I start getting feedback, like the combat commander's letter that I shared with you. Mm -hmm. uh, talked about it, natural form of combat stress relief. That, man, I, there, there's no, but like I've talked to investors and stuff. Well, you're going to get my endorsement. I'm like, dude, I don't need your endorsement. Your endorsement sucks, dude. I got a combat commander's letter. I help troops in an FOB, board operating base. Mm -hmm. And so I've got the endorsement I need. Kick rocks, man, you know? So that triggering of the reset that you mentioned, I did not know that when I invented this. This is a beautiful thing about discovery. So I end up through weird circumstances working with the Dr. Mark Abramson from Stanford University School of Medicine. And I said, hey, why am I getting all this feedback from mental health? Like calming, stops my negative intrusive thoughts, mm -hmm. uh, recenters me. All, and he says, Joe, your product is stimulating the autonomic nervous system. Mm -hmm. And uh, this little white pad is where the aromatherapy goes. So you just drop, it comes with lavender oil, like up on the handle. Whoop. There's a little uh, little vial of lavender oil, but you can use whatever oil you want. And then there's a lotion to put here and here to keep you from getting skin chafing um, or skin irritation. But uh, basically that's 
the aromatherapy is your all factory nerve. And I got a big one in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not far behind, man. He says, uh, Joe, your product stimulating autonomic nervous system by hitting the trigeminal nerve and the related musculature. Again, the temporalis and the masseter, mastication, chewing, your jawbone muscle, right? Big, thick muscle right here. So he explains to me the autonomic nervous system and the olfactory nerve system are causing people to stop and relax. If you are mindful, in other words, I tell people, if you're going to sit there and think about your bills and the broke down car or the problem or whatever challenges you have, and you're going to carry that, don't use the temple massager. Save your money. Go do something else. But if you're willing to participate and take one of those off ramps that we talked about, you know, if you can stop your mind, close the door, nobody's coming in, I need a moment, and hit that musculature, let your mouth hang open. I'm not going to do it right now. Breathe deep. Breathing yep. deep lowers your blood pressure. That's just a matter of fact. I got nothing to do with it. But if I can encourage you to breathe deep, that olfactory nerve stimulation with your favorite aromatherapy, or you might want to use a lavender it comes with, that's a massive distraction. And so that's where these doctors at Stanford and Palo Alto VA explained to me the mental health capacity. And uh, I sent you a letter that I got recently from uh, a mental health clinic director for the VA. He's kind of talking about the exact same thing. So taking an off-ramp is important. If you can hit that musculature, it helps relieve the tension. But the cool thing is it helps uh, stop your thinking if you're dwelling on negative stuff that you've experienced in your life, whether you're you know, first responder and we worked with my company donated cases to Paradise, California, fire department, first responders. They invited me up there after the town burned off the map. I donated to first responders. And a lot of what I got on some survey feedback, anonymous survey feedback in first responders was, uh, it's interrupting my negative intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. and, and that's key. You can't just sit there and ruminate about your negative shit. And sorry yeah. for my language. You need, need a pattern interrupt. You gotta, you gotta hack into your brain from doing that because your brain wants to protect you. And so, you know, it might play it over, but we're in charge. You know, your spirit, your soul has to know that it's time for me to interrupt this thought process. It's not serving me. You, you know, people, combat veterans, um, there's a statistic out there that a lot of them, if you're not dealing with your shit and taking an off-ramp and doing the mental health work and taking a break or whatever it takes, maybe it's a temple massager. Maybe for me, it's personally, it's wiffle ball. I love to go hit the baseball. Um you, you got too much exposure to cortisol and adrenaline. You can eat the lining of your heart valve. Well, so, and you also um, drop your testosterone significantly. I know this for a fact. Um, the cortisol, like it kills your hormonal imbalance. It changes your moods. Um, you cannot you know, live in a constant stressed uh, condition. It, it, it will kill you. It literally will it'll decrease your quality of life. You'll be pissed off all the time. That is not healthy, man. So, you know, I happen to come up solving a problem that ended up being kind of a mental health tool through discovery. So for any of your audience that thinks they might have an idea, I always like to say this, um, chase your dreams, chase your idea, just at least execute some part of it because you never know what it might spur off. Innovation can create other innovation. So, I'm always encouraging people to dream and, and think. And if you think you got something unique, 
that nobody else has. Protect your idea. Do the right thing with your patent and your copyright and your trademark. Protect your thoughts. Respect your work. Respect yourself by protecting your work and your thoughts. So anyway, there's my little innovative tip. Yeah. So speaking of the innovation, um, I know before we kicked off, we were talking about that's uh, version three. Uh, a lot of the people that listen to this are obviously business owners, uh, mostly veterans, but that's the third iteration of what you had going on. And a lot of people, they think, oh, entrepreneurship, it's going to be great. Everything goes perfectly and everything else. Um, would you mind talking about what happened with your, uh, what we called the uh, tuition payment? The tuition payment, the $30,000 boat anchor. Yep. Um, well, don't ever let anybody talk to you into going straight to mold building that you don't need to prototype. That's a big mistake. And uh, so, you know, this product, for instance, here, you know, it's about 15 inches tall and it's wide. Well, guess what? The mold to produce this is probably double the size. Yeah. It's a big, giant 1,200-pound mold and um, they are pricey. And so... You know, you got to be really careful and methodical and take your time when you're going to plan something and prototype it in every way you can. And um, if you do decide to go to mold building, you got to remember, you know, once that steel is cut, you have a very small margin of modification. Mm -hmm. So you got to be you're sure. Only, you're only making it bigger. You're not really making it smaller. Uh, yeah, exactly. You can, but it's, man, this machine work is high tech. It's very pricey. So a little modification, you're not going to get anything done for less than $2,000. So um, I, I took some bad advice from a guy and he didn't try to do anything, you know, nefarious, but you got to rein in control. Like we talked about earlier, you have to rein in control, but you also have to leave enough flexibility in your mindset and your thinking to allow for other ideas. So for me, I let somebody make a decision that, you know, he's got a world of experience and it's all good now, but the mistake that was made cost me 25 to $30,000. And, and that's what I refer to. And you refer to as tuition. Uh, I, I now own uh, a, another mold, not the one I'm using now, but a $30,000 boat anchor. And <laughs> It can happen. It's not fun. And if you're not back and I'm not back. So all my money comes from, you know, my construction jobs and um, all, all the other things that I do. Um, so that pinched me, that hurt. And, and that can be an example of how you got to be careful uh, when you're prototyping and mold building and seek others advice. And I'm always open to talk with anybody. If you want to produce my contact, uh, Mike, you know, I'm always happy yeah. to off advice and and if I can help somebody avoid a pitfall, take from me. I you know I committed to donating over five thousand temple massagers, and we did over the course of fifteen years to our two friends of mine I served with that gave all. And so part of that is I am dedicated to helping other veterans exercise their thought process and idea, protect it, get some intellectual property, find value, get it to the market, find a reason people want to take money out of their pocket give it to you for your potential solution that might not have you know thought occurred to other people so i'm, I'm free for that advice that's a beautiful thing because 
a lot of stuff you're talking about, like the design side, that translates over to other people. You know, it's not just, hey, this one manufacturer. So it's, no, it, it's a beautiful thing. Um, We were talking about, so this isn't made in China, is it? <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, it's fun. I'm glad you mentioned that. I have, I never had any big investors. I have some investors that were friends and people that believe, like people that saw the letters from Walter Reed or the combat commander's letters. They're like, dude, you can't buy those kind of endorsements. How, how is this going? And they wanted to help. So when I would talk to investors early on, they were like, well, we want you to make it in China. And I was like, well, Li Hao, man. And I said some foul language, but, you know, kick rocks. And uh, I remember one guy, he said, well, you don't understand how this works. And I said, dude, okay, look, all due respect, but you guys are idiots. I would never take a penny from you. I'd rather do what I'm doing out of a cardboard box, take a penny from you idiots. Well, you don't talk to us. Why is that? I said, first of all, there is no echo in this room. You freaking heard me. Number two, if I'm going to sell this to the VA, you think they're going to buy made in China stuff? If I'm going to work with the Air Force like I did through AFWorks, you think they're going to buy stuff made in China? You're an idiot. Keep your money. If that shit infuriated me. And I'm like, you know, a lot of people ask, uh, how come stuff's not made in the USA anymore? And my first answer is go look in the mirror, number one. Mm -hmm. Did you buy the, the Chinese version for two bucks or five bucks less? Or did you buy the made in the USA one that was two bucks or five bucks more or whatever? Okay, so, you know, your purchase power speaks volume so look in the mirror when people want to know why don't i why aren't there more stuff made in usa well did you buy the cheaper version that probably fell apart well i wasn't into that and i had a longer goal helping service members and veterans and i knew the va and dod is never gonna buy made in china and that's just not the fabric i'm cut from brother yeah. uh you know i did this in honor of two friends i gave it away i sacrificed a, a career a career in writing comedy that whole tv thing i was involved with i told you about I gave that up to do this. I'm not going to sell out and have a bunch of people in China making it. You know, God bless people in China, right? I got nothing against anybody. If I was Chinese, I'd make my product in China. And if I was in the other country, I'd make, well, I happen to be living in America. And I happen to be an American. So there was never a question in my mind. And I had some good arguments with people. And they were like, well, you're not going to get invested from us. And I'm like, I already knew that. Why are we talking? Yeah, and it's it's an interesting thing. I, when I consult with business owners and they feel an inherent urge to race to the bottom. Well, totally. You know, yeah. use landscapers for an example. Well, that guy said he's going to cut a lawn for 50 bucks. So I have to do it at 45. He's like, no, you need to do it at a hundred. It's like, what? But they're going to say, no, it's like, they're going to say no. If you give the same lame offer that that other person did for 50 bucks. Um, and I had this conversation with my landscapers. Like, look, I know how to run a lawnmower. I have a lawnmower. So I know how to do everything that you're doing. It's not a matter of, you know, knowledge. It's a matter of time. And if you give me the product that I need where it's simple, it works, and I don't have to think about it, I just know that it's good, I'm going to pay more money for that because it saves me the one resource I have that is non-renewable, and that's time. Right. That's right. Simple end of story. That's about it. And like yours, they're not 
<laughs> not a lot of money. Like, honestly, I've spent five figures on non-VA healthcare to fix things that the VA hasn't been able to fix in my neck, my back, and like all the stuff that comes up through there. Like I've spent over $10,000 trying to fix that. You're telling me for, it's not even a hundred bucks for most of these things. Um, templemassager.com, uh, no free ads, but you're a guest. So we'll, right on, thanks. we'll get, get you that one in there. Like they're reasonably priced. I would put it this way. It costs you less than your session going to the chiropractor. I mean, it costs you less than a bottle of pills. And I like to add on to that, you know, what's the price of your stomach, liver, and kidneys processing the pharmaceutical? Did the VA put me on 2,400 milligrams of ibuprofen? I started to get stomach aches. So they put me on another pill to change my chemistry so that that didn't happen. And it's like, can we just like find something that fixes the problem, please? Yep. Like, and that to your point, like I'm not terribly woo woo with things, but so often we have conversations about medicine and it's like, oh, well, there's a pill for this or a surgery for that. But do you need it? And is it going to fix anything? Yeah. So the VA and DOD, to my uh, positive uh, realization, they're actually embracing more holistic practices. But they call them CAM therapy. Complementary Alternative Medicine, C-A-M. And that's what they classify this as. So I have an abstract uh, where we were actually collecting data with Stanford and the VA in Palo Alto um, for TPI, chronic tension headache, and uh, for sleep aid. So those, and then our pilot study got whacked by COVID. So uh, we got good preliminary data, but on the abstract, they call it a camp therapy tool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that sleep aid and headache thing is kind of uh, illustrative of what I was saying, the muscle tension release and the autonomic nervous system stimulation. So if you can interrupt your mind you know, from thinking about whatever you're suffering with or struggling with, um, you can go to sleep. Who's, you can't carry all your shit to bed, man. You're not going to sleep. You're going to roll. So they were they were looking at this for as a, a sleep aid to interrupt that, and that that jived with the combat commander's letter. That jives with the the first responders after the town of Paradise burned off the map. So um, sorry to sidetrack, but wanted to point that out. No, it's a beautiful thing. So we're we're about uh, where we have to wrap up here, but. So places we were talking about earlier, um, madeinusaforever.com. Yeah, that's our first uh, distribution deal. And uh, they're an online retailer, and they only feature Made in USA products. So I'm stoked we could line up with them. And, and, uh, you know, our commitment to Made in USA manufacturing is is real. And it it helps, and it it makes a difference. My manufacturer is a small mom and pop manufacturer. Guy inherited the business from his father. And uh, they're they're right locally where I live, and I can go drive 45 minutes and watch my mold in action, pumping out brand new products. So um, I'm stoked to be able to be with MadeInUSAForever.com. That's a beautiful thing. They're also on, um, you know, the, the Amazon point I understand, but Jeff Bezos doesn't need more money, and uh, it'd be nice to actually support somebody that's trying to help American-based businesses because God knows I go on there and I can. Like they don't have a feature made in America. I've tried. 
like where I can easily find the stuff that's made that way. Yep. So if they're not going to help support our local economies, then I don't, I don't need to order from them as often. But Joe, um, so if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, obviously templemassager.com, but where else would you want them to reach out to you? Uh, my email is Joe, first name, J O E, Joe at templemassager.com. And uh, love to be able to help anybody with any questions or ideas, what they're working on, maybe. And if I can help you avoid a pitfall or, you know, as a combat engineer, I can help you avoid stepping on a landmine, then yeah, bring your questions and contact me. No problem, man. I'd love to help people because there's a lot of middle people out there that will take your money, but they don't give a damn whether you sink or swim, you know. Me, I, I'll help you for free and tell you how I did and what I did, and uh, we'll save you the money. That's a beautiful thing. It's much appreciated, brother. Um, like I say, I'll put all the information on the episode so they can reach out to you. Uh, I think you're a great resource for this stuff. And if you do end up reaching out to Joe, ask him a little bit about, we referenced some of the uh, comedy TV stuff. Uh, there's actually a lot of really fascinating stuff behind the scenes on that. So thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. Thanks for your service, Mike. I appreciate you having me on your show. Man. I'd love to come back if I have some good news. So uh, thanks again. When you have good news. Thanks, brother. Yeah, amen. Okay, brother. Thanks.